Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. This is an RNZ podcast. Welcome to Are We There Yet? I'm Katie Gossett. And when babies come into your life, actually they might not come for a while. Sometimes you can be waiting and hoping for that cry for quite some time. From start to finish, I think the process took about two and a half years. And that was actually quite quick. I think to make sure you know what you're buying into. I think for me that's been the greatest thing. So you have to be prepared to take the ups and downs. She will have some different questions as she grows older and wants to know more things about her background. Parenting is all about expecting the unexpected. I think we all know that. But it can take on another meaning when you embrace someone new into your family. We're talking about adoption, which has been happening in this country for almost 140 years. Since 1881, when adoption records were first kept, more than 100,000 adoptions have taken place in New Zealand. In fact, some 10% of our population is directly connected to an adoption. That doco aired on RNZ in 1986, and since then the number of children in need of adoption has fallen. I got some figures from the Ministry of Justice showing that in the year to June 2009, just 233 children were adopted in New Zealand. And by this year, it was down to 132. So what's changed? Why the drop? Well, some children might go into a permanent guardianship or home for life arrangement, but Oranga Tamariki, which handles the process, says adoption actually peaked in the 60s. And a spokesperson, Paula Attrell, says women now have very different choices. We've got social security legislation, so there's support to be able to care for a child. Back in the 60s, society's attitude about children born out of wedlock were a lot different as well. So quite a lot has changed in terms of how we support New Zealanders. What that all means is that quite simply, there aren't the babies out there for adoption that there were 50 years ago. And of course, there's a lot more competition for them. So from the ministry's perspective, that's a good thing. If a mother has to give up a baby, she has choice. She can find the right fit for that child. But if you're one of the many parents who's looking and hoping to have a child to adopt, you might be in for a long wait. When it started off, you're thinking, oh yeah, adoption, that would be quite easy. And then you realise just how hard and long the process is. Some people can be there for years and years and years and never actually get offered a baby. But then when it actually happens... Oh my gosh, overwhelming really. I suppose for the first 28 days in our case you didn't actually know whether the baby was really going to be yours so when I got the phone call to say it's all signed and it was can you please be out here in under an hour to pick her up. Of course I had bought nothing, not wanting to preempt anything. 
so I was on my phone on the way over there to the baby factory. Can you get me all these things? You know, great big long list. And can you have them ready in half an hour and I'll come and pick them up? <laughs> so really, adoption can be something of a roller coaster from the get-go. Parents really need to go into this situation ready and realistic about the challenge ahead. This is Catherine Gallagher, our clinical psychologist. In other words, you need to go in with your eyes wide open. Love and the power of positive thought counts for a lot, however it isn't enough. You need to be honest with yourself, and also with your child. I remember when my adoptive daughter said to me, so did I grow in your tummy? And I said, no, you grew in your birth mother's tummy. Because she already had a relationship with this nice woman that came round two or three times a year. It was just simply no big deal. She was probably four at the time. And then I rang her biological mum, and the next time she came round for a visit, I said, why don't we just talk about this? And so we all sat on the floor as a little group, and she said that this was the most beautiful day in her life, the day that her daughter was born. And I couldn't have written a better script. It was just amazing. So that made our daughter just feel so special. So this is not a secret that you keep. The level of detail and the way that it's talked about is going to be adjusted to according to the child's developmental needs. The bottom line is it needs to be talked about. And that includes any feelings of being different from the rest of the family. Having our own biological daughter grow up basically at the same time, there were times where our adopted daughter felt different. How do you deal with that? I guess you just try and be even-handed all the time, all the way through. You don't treat them any differently. No matter how hard you try, children can feel different from their adopted parents and families. This is really normal, and rather than tell them, oh, don't be silly, you've really got to validate this worry and say things that affirm or reaffirm their precious position within the family. So although it can feel tough, part of how you make sense of this worry is for space to be given to the child's feelings of connection to their birth parents. Under the 1955 Adoption Act, there's actually no legal obligation to stay in touch with the birth parents of your adopted child, but it is encouraged, and Oranga Tamariki promotes it as something that's valuable for the child. Our social workers work really hard with people to get them to understand the importance of children growing up, knowing who they are, where they've come from and where they belong. We have a really neat relationship with the biological mum and we see her a lot. We're pretty close. We've navigated a lot of good times and bad times together. Okay, so tell me about the bad times. When someone puts a child up for adoption, there's a reason for that. And in the case of our daughter, both her parents were drug addicts. So there's a lot of challenges when you're dealing with people who have addiction problems. They can be unreliable. They cannot show up when you've organised for them to come round and see their daughter. They have so many problems just coping with life. So they, to a degree, have become our problems. We haven't had to buy into all of them, but at times we do have to, and we have to explain for our daughter so she understands why she was given up for adoption. Having to work out what is age-appropriate. You know, not all information you want them to know. You could be a little bit kind about what you say about the birth parents, but not dishonest and without wanting to hurt the adopted child. In fact, it can be pretty challenging for everyone. In some cases, adoptive parents might feel threatened by the presence of the birth parents 
And children also need time to adjust to all these relationships. The age at which a child is adopted can be really important to keep in mind, with some evidence suggesting that if children are over the age of four at the time of adoption, then contact with birth parents can be associated with more distress. In these cases, less contact for shorter times might be recommended, at least until it's clear you know, on how it's all going. Because if there's a bit of a fight or a meltdown going on, then a child's connection with their biological parents could be used as leverage. It can be used against you, like anything. You know, you do get things thrown at you occasionally in anger, like, I don't have to listen to you, you're not my mother. But that's because that's a bit of ammunition they have, and when children are angry, they pull out the most hurtful things they can think of to say, and that's it. <laughs> so the trick is to be very grown up and not retaliate. <laughs> Every now and then, our adopted daughter would say, well, I'm going to go off and live with my birth mother then. You know, she wouldn't treat me like this or tell me off. And it's just a threat. And I, it didn't used to really worry me too much. I used to just say, well, I think you'd find she'd be upset with this behaviour as well. And that seemed to be enough just to sort it out. But just knowing there's another parent in the mix can create a real sense of responsibility to take care of this person who's been entrusted to you. For me, there was always a great fear I was going to have to ring up her biological mum and say that something had happened to her. And I would have felt that as a mother, I had failed, I hadn't protected this child. So it comes with both. You have all this joy and you have this tremendous responsibility to protect something that you've been given. Yeah, that's a really good perspective that I hadn't considered. <laughs> yeah. hmm. I was always very mindful of what an amazing gift it is to be given a child and the responsibilities that come with that. And if I had somehow failed, I don't know how I would live with myself if that had happened. As with so many things in parenting, adoption brings challenges that just keep on coming. I think often with stuff concerning our kids, we think, OK, I've got this one sorted now, we've got our heads around it, and then all of a sudden we haven't anymore because... Something comes up, something new, and it makes us, or our child, want to revisit it. What we know developmentally is that there are certain ages and stages, so when kids are developing the brain power to be able to compare themselves to other people or to have a sense of you know, who they are, then things like this that they can feel that set them apart means that it might come to the fore a little bit more. Are these at really predictable times? I mean, does it depend for every child, or can you say developmentally, you know, at these particular ages, this will happen? I mean, I suppose there are some predictable moments, for example, you know, there can be a bit of a dip in self-esteem and confidence around the age of 10 or 11 because kids start to be able to develop that capacity to compare themselves to other people. Again, in adolescence, you know, that whole individuation, you know, that sense of who am I, those kind of things can come up more reliably at that stage. One thing that's not quite so predictable when you're raising adopted children is how they'll respond in different situations. With a biological child you sort of see and expect some sort of genetic similarities. Whereas with an adopted child, you know, that whole nature versus nurture thing, everything's a surprise. So, like I said at the start, expect the unexpected. The challenge and, and, and importance for parents to, rather than cross your fingers and hope it doesn't happen, is to go, OK, well, how do we know that there might be some bumps along the road and these are really necessary bumps along the road because this is how we develop our sense of self 
and how do we resource ourselves to prepare for those bumps when they come. And as with all parenting, the bumps can get smoothed out by the rewards. It's a, a long process, but if it works, it's a worthwhile process. You just can't describe in words what it's like to be given a child when you've so desperately wanted one. And then to see that little child flourish and grow and go on and be an adult, it's, it's just the most marvellous feeling. And you can't ever put a value on that. And that's the show. Are We There Yet is produced and presented by me, Katie Gossett. Adam McCauley mixes it all up together. And Tim Watkin is our executive producer. And the little snippets of historical audio come from Nga Taonga Sound and Vision. You can find other episodes over at Apple Podcasts or wherever you find your podcasts or go to our podcast page at rnz.co.nz. And while you're there, you can find some other good stuff. You could check out Voices, the stories from our ethnic communities around New Zealand. And coming up next time on Are We There Yet? We look at some of the traps our children can find in the online world. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.